back to Stay Tuned with D-Ram here with Malcolm Lemons of Player Point. What's going on with you, man? What's good, brother? How's everything going? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Enjoying this last day in Miami. It's Absolutely. A, it's nice down here. It's nice down here. It's, it's good to get away from the, uh, the Northeast cold. So we obviously both down here doing a lot of media stuff, but let's start with Player Point first. Mm -hmm. What is it and where are you trying to take it? So right now, Players Point is a consulting company, and the basis of it is partnering with sports teams, organizations, um, and basically doing workshops for athletes, teaching them how to, uh, really the importance of a personal brand, what it is, yeah. how athletes can leverage their personal brand, what opportunities are out there for them, and then how do you carry that over into life after sports. So uh -huh. uh, it's just a consulting company, man, We're trying to empower, educate athletes. Mm -hmm. So what made you want to get involved with that? Because like, some people would say like, you know, some things become just buzzwords. Like right. people would talk about consulting or people would talk about different things. And quite frankly, with social media, a lot of people jump on things because it sounds popular. But when I talk to you, I can hear that you have a true, like there's a passion behind it. What fuels your business in that way? Well, for me, man, I, I think it resonates because uh, I was a former athlete yeah. and I, I went through the transition and, and looking back, you know, there's a lot of things I wish I would have known about how to navigate an athletic career. Uh, and what that entails. And so yeah. um, I just kind of grew this passion basically from my experiences and the things that I did wrong. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a genuine um, just like urge to give back to athletes. I see a lot of my former teammates and the mistakes they made. And I don't want athletes to continue to make those mistakes going yeah. forward. So I feel empowered uh, to give back to that next generation. And it's just something that I feel like is my purpose, man. Yeah. You know, which sounds so cliche to say. No, um, but it's true. Yeah, no, for real, man. Like, I, I feel like a strong power when I get back to athletes and mm -hmm. when I'm, like, out here kind of putting out content around um, the importance of really leveraging your platform and mm -hmm. then what it means to not only be an athlete but to be an individual Yeah. and what you can do with your, with your brand if you capitalize on those opportunities. So, man, it's just a, something I've been doing for years and I continue, you know, seeing this, this is something that I see myself doing for a long time. Uh, uh. So you said mistakes several times, like, and for me, if I had to think of a mistake that I made, I would say uh, I didn't really understand um, or really like take advantage of the national championship. Hundred percent. You know what I mean when I say when I think of mistakes, I didn't understand what that entails as far as. For me, being a storyteller, it was more so like having certain stories on demand and, and, and writing certain things down and really being able to narrate it the way that I, I'm able to now, Right. like when I can go back. So what's a mistake that you made? Man, I would say that, you know, if, if I could be really specific, it, it wasn't, um, it was the fact that I didn't really network or connect with people outside of the athletic community or okay. my teammates. Um, I think when you're a, a collegiate athlete on a college, you're on a college campus, um, you, you, you want to stay, a lot of times athletes kind of stay in that lane and yeah. they, they're only comfortable around their teammates or the people who are playing sports as opposed to branching out and talking to people who have different backgrounds, come from different places as you do, and getting a different perspective on the college experience. And yeah. I think that was a mistake that I made. I, I kind of stayed in a bubble. Yeah. And I didn't branch out and talk to other people and um, really build other relationships outside of the athletic, athletic community. I think that's so vital um, just to have different perspectives on life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
And, and that's the real world. It's, it's knowing how to work with people who may not agree with you on everything or yeah. you may have differences with, but it's, it's understanding um, that they, they might come from a different background, but we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah. And we gotta, gotta be able to connect with people and build relationships um, outside of being athletes. So that was, that was, you know, if I think of a, a particular instance, that was something I felt I did wrong. So, all right, that point you spoke on, it's several athletes. I remember a young lady named Avery Mars. Uh, I had her on. She spoke about the same thing. You hear a lot of people, like, talk about that culture of athletes only sticking with athletes and not taking advantage when we're in the rooms with, I mean, not even just boosters, you know, administrators. Right. Or, you know, we have collegiate events where you have other people from other sports or just academic uh, figures at the school, or it might not even be in the school. It could be, you know, business people on a trip or something like that, on alumni who's involved with several things. Why do you think athletes stick together like that? Like, why do you think we're so, I'm not going to call it afraid, but why do you think there's no wherewithal to say, oh, I'm in a room with someone who's a CEO of this company, that company, let me go talk to them. Why do you think athletes uh, do that? I think I think we're getting better as a whole because yeah. um, athletes are starting to understand that they have leverage and they yeah. can create those opportunities if they're able to, to talk to people and yeah. kind of put themselves out there. But I think that's a human thing, you know, uh, even with religions and cultures. Like, we want to stick to people who have related experiences as us. Yeah. But we don't grow as individuals when we do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's, a, it's part of the reason why we have a lot of discord in this country because mm-hmm. we don't, you know, we see somebody who might do who might be different from us, and we don't understand that. So we, yeah. you know, we, we demonize that. Yeah. Or we talk down on somebody because we don't understand their background. So I think we do that as people. And I think with, with sports being something that brings us so close together as humans, um, I think athletes are in a prime position to where they're able to kind of change that narrative and, and branch out and be the ones who step outside of the box and being like, I may be a popular athlete on campus, but I'm still talk to that kid who might be sitting across the lunchroom who I don't yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to go out there and extend myself and, and actually get to know them, to mm-hmm. see what they're about, to see, you know, who that person is. And you never know what can, what can come out of that opportunity. Yeah, man. So, uh, so I got several questions that kind of – because I'm, I'm very – you know, I hear you talk about things. The fact that you just said discord in this country like that, to me that is a different level of thinking for you to have the – the I hate to use the word again, but where I thought about that. Mm-hmm. So just several questions to kind of like trace back to who you are. What part of your um, athletic game plays into your professional life? And just to paint the picture, of what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I remember somebody told me they was like a lot of you watch a lot of people, and you'll find out that they play the way that they they are as people for at sure. different times. You know, like for me, um, I am a huge. Uh, I was huge on dunking. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it was I like an absolute thing. So yeah. I don't like the idea of leaving this up to chance. If I can do something to make sure it gets there and gets done, mm-hmm. cool. Somebody had described uh, Chris, you know, our, our mutual friend, Chris yeah. Jenkins, and the way that he shoots. It was like Chris is a fearless guy. Anybody who knows that in several walks of life. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Chris, man. <laughs> Shout out That's to my Chris. brother right there. He is fearless. He, he just really has no type of like, I'm not going to. Like Chris's attitude is like, it's not going to not get done because I didn't try. So 100%. that plays into who he is. So what part of your game you think plays directly into your business mindset? Man, so when I, I think about myself as an athlete, Bro, like, I was never the best player on any team past middle school. Like, mm-hmm. never been the best athlete, the the most talented scorer, anything of that nature. But one thing I always was was one of the hardest workers in the room. And I was always willing to be gritty. 
and sacrifice and make winning plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of how I describe myself as an athlete. And these, even as an entrepreneur, as a businessman right now, <clears throat> you know, I pro- <clears throat> my bad. pride myself on, on being gritty, on, you know, mm-hmm. being hard nosed on kind of, you know, putting myself out there and doing what I need to do in order to, to, to make things push forward and, and for, yeah. for me to win. And, uh, you know, I think I think you're definitely you know hitting it on the on the on the head when you're saying that it translates because I yeah. definitely see similarities. Yeah, no, nah, like I, because somebody like I said it was a friend of mine. They, they, you know, they knew me closely. When they said it, it just it threw me off because then I started thinking about everybody I knew and how they play. And it's right. like it's so funny. Like I mean, obviously very prevalent right now. But Kobe Bryant had a message years ago when he was uh, behind the initiative behind, you know, getting kids to play more. Right. And and just really advocating for kids stepping outside and playing actual sports. Uh-huh. Uh, no offense to, to the video games or anything like that. I understand that's a growing market, but he's saying, like, a sport that is, like, physically, you know, exhausting and challenge you physically as much as it does challenge you mentally. Uh-huh. Because the point he was trying to make was it's a great metaphor for life. And through that thinking, I was just like, I wonder how many people you can look at their game and think, that is not exactly who they are, but it plays a huge role into who that person is. All right, next question. How do you think the DMV, because you are from the DMV, that's where yeah. you and Chris met. So another, I, I'll paint you another picture. I'm from Philly, from yeah. South Philly uh, to be specific. And it's no doubt that like it's known for dirty work. I, South yeah. Philly is known for being the, the, the place that just breeds people who have no problem with the, bur- the dirty work. Uh, I guess a New Yorker will call it gully. Yeah. Uh, the word has got kind of, you know, uh, it's oversaturated, but gritty, as you said. And, uh-huh. and you're, it's different. You're not from Philly. So when you say it, it's different. But there's some people in Philly that just, they say it as much as they say the. It's like, God damn, no, you're, killing, <laughs> you're killing the meaning of it. But that's what, I, that's what my game kind of reflected. And that's also who I am in life. Like, yes, I do like to, you know, get cleaned up and then be the person who's seen to be at the head of something. But I have no problem doing the dirtiest of the job. So yeah. how do you think your DMV roots play into your professional career? I'm, man, I'm, I'm biased, and I think that the DMV, when you're talking about basketball, probably pound for pound has, you know, some of the best players to, to come out of this country. And I think, uh, you know, playing against those guys growing up in such, such a competitive nature, mm-hmm. that that absolutely plays a part um, in, in kind of the way that I view business, you know, and entrepreneurship. You know, I'm, I'm – I'm looking back on like I'm. I, I competed with Victor Oladipo and mm-hmm. Quinn Cook, and like you know, talk about Chris Jenkins, like all these guys who went on to be, uh, you know, not only high major Division One prospects, but a lot of these guys are playing in the NBA right now, um, and that kind of set the foundation for uh, just the work ethic that I have and, and the time that I put. I see these guys putting you know hours into their craft, and I, that 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 made me want to work harder. Yeah. And so it kind of instilled a work ethic and, and just a, a fight and competitive mm-hmm. drive um, in me that I still carry over into life today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can imagine in, in some form or another, you're very aware of um, how important it is for people to help you. Like you said, you love mentorship. You love being in that role to help out another athlete like that. That gives you a certain level of fulfillment that nothing else does. So. What is your advice to someone who necessarily isn't in your position, who doesn't know as much as you, you know, do, who, who's played years and years of basketball and now is at a point where you're not playing the game anymore, so you see it from a kind of bird's eye view. Like, what is your advice to somebody who's in it to help, you know, 
a teammate or or a classmate, as you described, somebody who might not even, you know, be in sports. They could be sitting alone in the lunchroom, like you said earlier. Like, what is your advice to somebody who's in it right now but who still wants to help? I would say, man, uh, lean on, on, on support first and foremost. Like, find somebody who, who can not only mentor you, um, but, you know, uh, Seek knowledge, man. Seek knowledge and understanding and try to be as vulnerable as possible. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just be open-minded. I think that's so important uh, when you talk about, you know, trying to transition into life after sports. And we talk about being more than an athlete. A lot of it is about, um, you know, kind of understanding that you don't know everything. Yeah. And that you have to be willing to um, ask questions and mm-hmm. seek feedback and, um really just do whatever you can to kind of gain that knowledge and that understanding. And it's very hard. You know, a lot of times athletes have this tunnel vision on just being an athlete. Um, but, you know, that, that narrative has to change. And we got to empower one another. We got to lean on one another. Uh, and really, you know, it's, it's up to us to kind of push push the message forward and, and mm-hmm. support each other as athletes, knowing what we've had to go through to be successful and, and what we need to do to kind of continue uh, to be successful in life after sports. Mm-hmm. And what's your advice to any athlete either about to make the transition into just strictly professional life or has already made it? Because you seem to have a, a very clear understanding of who you are and what you want to be. But you hear about a lot of athletes, once they're done playing, they fall into depression. They fall 100%. into a state of kind of law because it's so much of your identity. When somebody tells you one day it's not going to be anymore, it's like, how do you become whole again? So what's your advice, like I said, anybody who's about to or already in that, uh, that transition? I mean, honestly, the, the transition should start the minute that you pick up your sport. The minute you pick up a basketball, you should start. You should already be thinking about what else you want to do. Yeah. And so it's being prepared beforehand before you make that transition. Yeah. Um, because it kind of it, it, it takes some of the stress off of your back uh, when you actually go through it. If you have some type of idea of what you want your life to look like going yeah. forward. So I think being prepared beforehand um, is extremely, extremely important for athletes and a lot of athletes. Um, don't don't think about it. Like I said, they have that tunnel vision only on their sports. So um, doing doing the doing the legwork, the groundwork, yeah. and, and and knowing that even even so, the transition is still going to be hard. And then when you're going through it, uh, be patient. You yeah. know what I'm saying? No, nothing happens overnight. I tell athletes all the time, like you didn't become a good athlete in one day. Like that took yeah. years and years of work. And this transition, I feel like even even me, you know, I'm still going through it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, so that identity change doesn't happen overnight. So you just kind of got to uh, roll with the punches, so to speak, and, and just understand it as a process and it takes time. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Last question. This is stay tuned with D-Ray. What do you want people to stay tuned with moving forward? You can plug anything you want. You know, you can you can tell people be on the lookout for some new content. Like, what do you want people to stay tuned with moving forward? Probably the first thing would be my podcast, not to override yours. But no, no, man, no, no, that's what I said. <laughs> no, man, uh, you can check out my podcast. It's a Players Point Podcast, um, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And I'm also uh, in the process of publishing my second book, which is set to be released sometime in May. So mm-hmm. uh, it's called Impact Beyond the Game, and it's solely focused on teaching athletes about brand building. And yeah. so. Um, I really feel like this is an opportune time to kind of put this out into the world. Uh, everything we're starting to see change with the NCAA and op- the opportunities that student athletes in particular are going to have going forward. So yeah. um, working on a lot of different things, man. I'm excited for, for, for 2020. My man, my man. 
Anything else? Anything else? Like I said, you can plug whatever. Just <laughs> I said, and it's, it's no, it's no issue. Social media, anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up on social media, man. I'm, I'm everywhere and anywhere. Uh, you can find me at Malcolm Lemons. Um, and then you know I'm very responsive. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me an info. Uh, uh, email info at MalcolmLemons.com. Uh, hit me up, man. I welcome all conversation and questions. Bet that, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for being on the show, man. Like I said, it's been Malcolm Lemons on Stay Tuned with D-Ray. Stay tuned with everything he got going on.